Hello, friends. It is day 22 of the 24, A24 videos in 24 days. And today we'll be discussing the Florida Project. And today I'm with Chad Lutsky. Chad, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Uh, as you know, love to talk movies. Yeah, so, definitely. Especially A24 movies or independent films, you know, mm. period. And this is one of my favorites. Well, this is one I heard a little bit about, but then you had recommended it and things worked out to where move some things around to squeeze it in. Uh And I'm so glad you did. Uh, Hmm. It is, I, you know, when it first starts, you kind of wonder when things are going to, like you wait for an event or something, um, you know, you start wondering what something may happen or there, but it's just like a, like, where's the plot? Yeah. But Mm -hmm. by the end of it, I was like, I, I didn't want it to end. Yeah. Yeah, it's a just slice of life. You know, you're watching these people live their lives. And I I love stuff like that. I love books like that. I don't, I, I find more entertainment out of that than some something with like a heavy plot. I don't know why. I just do. Uh, you're kind of watching vicariously or living vicariously through, through them as you watch. So what is it about the Florida Project that really draws you to it? What's What makes it one of your favorites? Um, well, the acting, uh, is, I I don't even, the acting is phenomenal. If you even want to call it acting, it's, it's almost like just everything, like you're just, I feel like they were just, they ran a camera for a week and we were just like, just do your thing, especially the kids, Yeah, you know, and then we'll just painstakingly go through the 2000 hours of footage that we have and then splice stuff together. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't understand why some directors can't get some people to act mm-hmm. and then they'll just settle for certain things. And then you can get somebody like this. Most of the people in here uh, were not actors at all. They had never been in a movie before. Um, the, the the woman, um, the heck is her name? Haley. Mm-hmm. She was just a, the director found her on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then the little girl, uh, and then Scoot, Scooty, Scooter, Scooter, what the the little Mexican kid, the boy, mm. he uh, he lived uh, on some strip in a in a in a motel with his mom, and mm. so they just grabbed him, and then um, the little girl, uh, Mooney, um, I think she had done something when she was even younger, like a couple years younger. Mm. Um, but I, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, I mean, she was, <laughs> she stole like every scene. I mean, all of their dialogue was so authentic, you know, the most rant, they would say the most random stuff and their mannerisms, none of it was like, you know, none of it felt like fake. It felt all very organic. Um, felt like yeah. a documentary more than a movie. Yeah. Like you said, like it just seemed like like a like a good reality TV show. I don't know if there's such a thing, but it, it felt like like you said, like they're just following these people around with the camera and mm-hmm. just live your life. That's kind of the way it felt. And there was like one or two times when it felt like some of the lines were a little, but for um, for everyone being really inexperienced, well, except for Defoe. But I, th- I mean, I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> Yeah, a great time. just the the dialogue. You could tell the dialogue was not really I don't think it was written for the kids. I think they were just mm-hmm. like, 
some of the stuff that they would say, like, uh, you know, come on, hurry up, loser. Don't call me that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> they're just, yeah, it just felt so natural. And um, everyone was great. And Willem Dafoe, man, it's, I, I love that character. I love that guy. He was, he just was like somebody that you would love to have working for you or that you would like to know or that if you lived there you would you know be honored to have him be your like manager he really he really cared yeah and he even tried to get her a deal at the other yeah um, so he tried to work out a deal he, even though he didn't want her there or he wanted her to not establish res residence he still wanted to help her with the next yeah place she went yep yeah which I don't know how that works out. I don't know if uh, that was weird. You know, like they were, it was like a community of motels. Yeah. And I, 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 I was confused too about the, like, you can't live there. You can only stay there for like a couple of weeks and then you've got to bail for a day and then you can come back and do an, is that because some of these people, I mean, their, their hotel rooms or whatever motel rooms were like decked out. They were fully mm. decorated. They had knickknacks and crap. And if that's the case, um, how do you, how do you do that? You just redo everything. I think it was like a legal thing. Probably after so many days, then you, uh, you can, uh, you can say, oh, well, I live here. This is my home. Cause I lived here for 30 days straight or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they probably have to break it up to say, no, they moved out for a day. Then they came back. So they, maybe there's, it gives them some kind of, maybe like squatters rights or something if they want, if they had to evict them or they had to give them notice or something like that. I'm, I'm mm. assuming, but I'm not, not too sure. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's the only thing I wasn't really real sure on. Um, I actually, uh, so you, but you liked the movie, right? I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I watched yeah. it last night. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. This is the, um, I watched it today. Uh, I saw it maybe three years ago i think i can't remember when the movie came out 2017 uh, i think so um yeah 2017 all right so i watched it two or, th or three or four years ago i think um and then i watched half of it like last year i think and then um i don't know why i didn't finish it and then i watched and i had actually forgotten about the end um and dude i teared up pretty good mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that little girl man yeah she broke my heart yeah it's it was yeah it was something um like you said the kids especially i i kind of imagine the kids just ad like you said just ad-libbed a lot and just mm -hmm. i think they probably just followed them around um yeah. and just kind of said go get ice cream or whatever um it kind of that felt really authentic it didn't feel like they were told or given dialogue it just felt like they were just being kids yeah I think, that, yeah, and they were probably like, you know, talk, you know, like if there was something that was important, like, you know, mention this or talk about this at some mm -hmm. point or, you know, make a game out of spitting on this car. You know? Right. Yeah. Or, or, you know, maybe they, they established a game because they talked about points. Like I have more. Well, I have 100 points, you know, and mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> it's just totally stuff that kids would say, stuff like that, lying and, and trying to outdo each other. and. Mm -hmm um i'm glad yeah i'm glad you like it i don't i don't know a whole lot of 
too many people that have seen it. Um, mm-hmm. I know my friend Hunter Shea has. He lo- he he loves it, but um, so far I haven't heard of anyone who doesn't like it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. Uh, I, I everyone I don't know. I loved. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I'm surprised it doesn't get more attention. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Haley, especially. Um, I that character. You know, she's sympathy. I felt sympathy for it because she she's just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. she's trying to hustle you know she's selling perfumes and she's trying to make a few dollars here and there and then she does other things to make some money yeah. um but like you said it's like a little community that they all help each other out like they get meals from the diner until they don't until the, mm-hmm. uh, the one mom cuts them off but it is like a little community that they all help each other in, in little ways and they know where the next lunch is coming from because they get it from the diner for in the back door or whatever yeah yeah, I was so inspired by this movie um, because there's so many stories to be told in that place. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Was it called Magic Kingdom? Something, yeah, something like that. It was some like, uh, yeah, something Disney related. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, which I also found out that the Florida Project was the tentative title for Disney World. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, that's I, I don't know if it was like a yeah, that's what it was being called when they were working on it or, you know, had the idea for it or whatever it was the Florida project. But um, I was so inspired by it. And I thought, of, you know, man, there's so many stories that could be told. Um, you know, each one of those rooms has a story to tell and there's so many kids and stuff. And I loved Willem Dafoe's character so much. That I started uh, writing a book not about that but kind of um using some ideas the idea of a motel Mm. and the idea of having someone who runs it um who is a nice guy and uh and then having these just kind of bizarre tenants you know popping in and out and having their own stories and stuff and um and then i and then i i'm a big rockford's fan file so I mashed up like Florida Project and Rockford Files, hmm. and that's what that's what I wrote the email oh, okay. out. Okay, and right. I wanted to make a whole series. I mean, this is book one when the shit hits the van, but uh, and I started the second one, but uh, I was hoping to have had three or four by by now out, and I just other projects took place. But that is where um, my inspiration for the Neon Owl it came from. Florida Project. Oh wow, that's cool. Uh, I mean, it's nothing like, you know, I mean, you don't expect to, you know, if you like Florida Project, don't expect to read this and think that's what you're getting. It's nothing like that at all. Hmm. But just the idea of, um, yeah, just a a motel, different people moving in and out, um, get to kind of follow their lives and, and or whatever. And yeah. And then a nice guy kind of running it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, strange where those little sparks of inspiration come from just to kind of get an idea going even if it's not the same it's just a little you know gets the the idea train rolling a little bit yeah and and also i guess i should mention i i may have made the book sound like that's all it is it's actually a he's a he's a uh amateur sleuth so mm-hmm. this is a murder mystery as well Oh, okay so it's yeah the the books are all like uh private eye type 
type stuff. That's like his side hustle. And then he's got this motel that was that he was inherited, you know, to him by his aunt who passed away. And so it just kind of fell into his lap and he's got to run this this thing. And but yeah, and then it all came from uh Florida Project. Oh nice. Um you know, I think part of what makes this movie I think it makes it puts a different spin on it because it is right next to Disney World and next to all the all the money that's being spent there and all the tourists and all the glitz and glamour and the rides and the you know Disney and it's like this big shadow that's cast on all of them and right next door is all these people who are struggling just to find their next meal or their next they don't know where they're going to sleep tonight kind mm-hmm. of thing I thought that made it had that contrast made it I don't it, it felt almost felt like Disney World was like an oppressive force almost like it felt like like I don't know something that was that contrast between the two I think it made it more powerful knowing what's happening right down the street yeah like a dream that uh, a, 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 a dream that taunts them that they can't ever achieve right or uh, you know yeah that's uh, you're right and that's kind of cool I like the um, I like that setting and it's because it's such an oddball you know, place. I mean, some of those shops, such a touristy, you know, like that, the big giant orange and that big wizard and (laughs) the big ice cream cone and everything is just like exaggerated, you know? Mm. Yeah. The, all the tourists, there's so many tourist spots right there. just trying to get people's attention. And yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was, if it was happening like somewhere in Oklahoma or something, it would still be a great, movie but it, it just made it different it just made give it a different feel knowing that it's right there out of reach for them even just yeah. to go visit they they can't right right yeah it's true it does it does make it uh, um, a lot cooler hmm. and all the i guess all the tourists do make an easy well some of the tourists make an easy mark for Haley because she <laughs> she takes advantage of that for sure yeah, even well, even the kids when you know yeah. they're like, uh, "Tip, you know, give us tips for carrying in your <laughs> luggage, <laughs> putting yeah. these poor people in the spot." And they when they pull when the tourists pull up to the they they think they're in the wrong place. Like it just seems, it's just like a whole different world than what you're expecting to walk into. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure as soon as they drove up, it was pretty obvious. Like, what is it, this giant purple beast? This does not look uh, romantic at all. <laughs> no, not at all. And it looks more like a like a motel than it does like a or like an apartment complex than it does a like a overnight stay. Yeah, but you can just tell. I mean, there's so many people that were legitimately just like living there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Defoe was walking by and knew their names and stuff. You know, and it's like. Like that old lady's uh, sunbathing. He's like, I told you, you know, not to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to cover her up, and she's like, "You're you're touching me," and he's just like trying to cover her up. <laughs> yep. So many personalities there in that little in that little space that they all have this kind of they all know each other, and um, and I just it, you did get that sense of of community uh, when they're not burning yeah. down the house anyway. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you could, you know, I don't know if you've seen, I think it's called White Lotus um, mm-hmm. or any other series that's like 
every well, I guess um, American Horror Story would be uh, kind of an example of this, where you have um, a series. Well, not, probably not a good example because that's everything is different about it. But if you have a series where your cast of characters, at least most of them, are different from season to season, and like if they have, uh, like in White Lotus, I haven't I've only seen the first season, but it's about a resort like in Hawaii. And um, it's, you know, and then the first season covers these, you know, different groups of people that are staying there and then they take off. And I'm assuming the second season is probably more of the same, same resort. And then you watch eight or 10 episodes of all the drama that all these other people are going through. Um, you could easily pull something off uh, with the Florida, Florida Project like that and have this be like the first one. I don't know how you top it. You know, really, but yeah. it would be tough to top. And I think the weather too, the big, the, you know, it's very bright and sunny and warm. And it, again, it's like a, a contrast to what, because you would expect this to be almost like in a cold weather, uh, you know, you, with all the struggle that's happening, it's the, the sun and the, like in the background, the sun and the, the warm weather, it just, it seemed a, a stark contrast to what the material was. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a, um, when I mentioned that I, I, you know, I think I mentioned it, that I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, like, maybe I didn't say it, but dialogue uh, driven films, character driven mm -hmm. films, uh, and books. And there's another one that I saw earlier this year, I think it was this year called, um, I think it's called 3000 Junkies or 300 Junkies or, and it's mm -hmm. just these, three guys they're like middle-aged and um they're all addicted to like crack or something i can't remember and the, the whole movie is just them driving around trying to score it's not a comedy well i mean i guess it is a comedy but in the indie sense not like you know so it's dry not like a goopy you know like uh zach galifianakis type of thing or something like that um but i don't know why i brought that up i guess because um, you just, just this kind of like intimate setting where even though they're cruising around, it's just these, these three dudes that, that are just like, we have to find drugs. You know, I'm not doing good right now. I got to find something. So they're trying to score and tons of dialogue, different personalities. Um, yeah, I think it takes a special kind of writer to do something like that and have it be entertaining. Yeah. What what about the dialogue stood out to you in the Florida Project? Just, I mean, just the authenticity of it. Um, every time the kids spoke, none of it felt, you know, really scripted. They said some really wild stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, random things. And I could just tell, I was just like, there's no way. I mean, some of it, yeah, they may have been given instruction, but I feel like anytime they were given, like, like you have to say this thing exactly. I think that would kill their acting because they're so young, yeah. you know. Um. Uh, but yeah, I just think uh, mainly that. I mean, Willem Dafoe is great, but he's always great. And um, you know, the scenes where people were, were like legitimately like acting, acting were cool. But I was just more impressed with um, whatever. It just felt like um, there's 
like I'm a, I'm a big fan of um, movies and shows that do like non-traditional ways of filmmaking. The Blair Witch Project project would be a good mm-hmm. example. You know, dropping off your cast out in the woods and leaving them alone and and and, and you know like leaving out care packages that are filled with batteries and that you're you know you start to cut their food off a little bit and stuff so they you know get irritated it's like man that's just genius <laughs> and then like uh what's another kirby enthusiasm i don't know if you ever watched that show oh, i love it yeah um that is a lot of improv i mean they have they have like a you know things that they have to touch on but for the most part they just you know, Larry David is just like, uh, you know, you got to say this at some point, you know, this is what the episode is about. <laughs> and so otherwise just yell at me and <laughs> yeah. I'll yell back or whatever. But I love that. And it makes for really authentic um, stuff. It just, it makes for good. Um, I, I, I think that more movies should do that. And you can always tell when they are, practicing something like that i've seen some other movies where it's like um there was there's a movie a found footage movie called uh i think it's called the mcpherson tapes hmm. it's, it's a like a ufo type thing the ending is really bad the effects are horrible and um there's some aliens in it that look like it's just their costumes rented somewhere you can tell but the dialogue in this thing is you can just tell that um, nobody wrote this. These are real conversations that people are having. And I, and I like that. Hmm. I wonder if, if, I wonder if it's hard for some actors to improv like that on the fly. Um, I wonder if that's, it's a struggle for some that they're so used to reading a line that for them to improv, maybe that some of them struggle with it. Maybe it has to be a certain type of actor. Probably, uh, particularly someone who is not trained to be an actor, I would assume hmm. would be, uh, easier. Yeah. There, if you're trained, um, like I remember playing, <clears throat> I've, I've been playing guitar since I was 16. I remember playing Guitar Hero, and it's hard for a guitarist to play Guitar Hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, that's not how you play guitar, you know? And um, it's even hard to play, uh, what, what is the other guitar game where you where you literally do play a guitar? Um, can't remember what the game what the game's called. I forget the name of it, but yeah, I know I know what you're talking, what you're talking That's about. That's hard too. You know, and I might even know how to play the guitar or the song that they're trying to show me, but I can't. It's hard. And then so I would assume that um yeah, the actors who are trained and and you know, they go to their classes, their acting classes and stuff and they're and then and then all of a sudden they're told to um improv which i'm sure they they cover like improv stuff in some things but somebody mm-hmm. who is just like gone to, gone by the book you know and just like you know watching Cary grant films and robert de niro films and stuff and they're like okay now action they might just be like i, I you know i need my motivation <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to tell me what to say <laughs> where's my line yeah I, I think this one is really helped because other than Defoe, we don't know these other people. Like, I, so they feel authentic because we can't, yeah. we don't relate to them in, or we don't see another character when we look at them. It's just a random person we've never seen before. So mm-hmm. it felt, I, I think that gave it more of an authentic feel, knowing that we didn't know them before. Have you read any of the IMDb trivia on this movie? I haven't. Okay. I Every time I watch a movie, I go 
that's I go right there and I read that stuff interests me. But um, they were considering casting either Britney Spears or Miley Cyrus as Haley, and Whoa. decided to go yeah, and decided to go with somebody who nobody knew to to you know so that it felt more real. And thank God they did because that would have been a whole different movie. Oh, that would have ruined. I mean, I, I mean they. The kids steal the show. I think the kids are the standout. I think that's the one thing everyone remembers. Yeah. But, but Haley especially is I think number two on that list of mm-hmm. what you come away with and the kind of For what sure. sticks with you. So, that would have not been a good, a good decision. <laughs> no, no, it really wouldn't have. No, because then you would just there would have been acting. Haley didn't really ever feel like she was acting. She just. I would love to have been on the set and and known exactly how they got, how the director, you know, to do that. Hmm. I, I, I would love to be on the set of certain directors. David Lynch is one. When you watch Twin Peaks or a lot of his movies, their acting is so purposely awkward and almost bad and comical. It's like, what do you say to these people to get them to act so strange, you know? Or do they just watch your movies and go, oh, this is David Lynch. Okay, I've got to act like I'm a bad actor. I don't know. Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't even know what, what to call that. The characters in, in like Twin Peaks especially, I guess. It's just, just like everybody's so quirky and strange the way they act. I would I would love to hear Lynch's instructions to hmm. everybody in his movies and stuff. You know, this, I I would imagine that they, I think the crew, it, it felt like they had a tight bond between the crew because especially Haley and Mooney, I think yeah. the scenes with them just playing in the rain or just, yes. they felt you, it felt like they had a lot of chemistry. It felt like they were close personally outside of the film. It kind of, you can feel that bond with them. It felt very natural. Yeah. I was thinking that too. And I was wondering if maybe um, they had forced them to hang out a lot together you know um maybe made him go to uh disney world for the day uh mm. and, and made him go shopping um uh you know just to get to know each other and hang out and have fun and, and be comfortable with each other so that when they were kidding around and tickling and stuff like that that it wasn't it didn't feel awkward for e- for either of them i do know when they finally did film in Disney World, um, that was like some guerrilla filming. He was he used a, an iPhone and was not given permission to to do that last scene. Oh wow! I wondered he, about that. Yeah, yeah, just ran in there and filmed it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I noticed that they avoided a lot of the um, you know they talk about it, but you don't see a whole even like the mouse. I think there's one shot of the mouse. Like there's like a a sign with like the mouse, the silhouette of the mouse, the ears. But oh, you the don't metal see a whole thing. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. So do they was, even yeah. say Disney? I don't think so. I think it's just implied. Yeah. I wonder if that's a, that's like a, I don't know if they had to pay royalties or something for that or how that works. Maybe, or maybe it just was an artistic decision. Like in the, zombie movies when they won't use the word zombie you know yeah. i don't know yeah could be there's some great shots too uh, like the sunsets and um 
some you know uh, there's some like angles and shots that they had with the sun behind them and mm-hmm. walking on the street and um yeah th- and i was really impressed yeah lots of wide angles and um really really cool shots of like willem defoe like smoking a cigarette on the balcony or um uh, mooney <clears throat> mooney coming down the toward the beginning coming down and then climbing through that window and, and uh yeah, lots of really the cinematography was great. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, one of their standouts. Um, Ashley, the waitress, was another one that that stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm. I don't know if she's been in anything else, but she seemed very comfortable. Yeah. No one really. Uh, looks like she's done a couple of shorts before, but or a music video, but. Yeah, I mean, it seemed very natural. Yeah, I, nobody stood out to me as being like a bad actor, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody was great. So the end got to you, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. Even though I'd seen it before, I'd forgotten about it. And then um, chicks started crying, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I had to wipe my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big... It doesn't take much yeah. for me to... Um, especially movies like this. Yeah, just... Uh, it was... Uh, I mean, I felt for both of them. Haley was a good person. You could just tell that she had had a hard... You know, she did probably didn't have a very good upbringing herself. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she wasn't working. She didn't... I mean, she didn't didn't seem like she was like on hard drugs or anything you know she liked to smoke weed but i mean she had some expensive tattoos so she was getting money from somewhere at one point <laughs> i think she makes a comment towards the beginning about um that they didn't let her get on stage or they fired her because of something so i, I got the impression that she was dancing that's right she was a dance yeah she was a dancer and then she had gotten fired hmm why she didn't have another club to or another another place to go <laughs> I, I would imagine there's plenty of them to go around yeah right that now. strip looked like it was uh just packed full all the signs and there was a couple shots <clears throat> where i was looking at the the signs um and dude it just looks like like uh pollution to me just like uh i don't know it's like like when you play uh a video game uh, a game on your phone or on your ipad or something and you're hit with all these ads and there's one stuck on the screen and then they pop up every you know a couple minutes or something or just like anything um youtube watch a youtube video i've seen i've clicked on stuff that's only 30 seconds long and i gotta watch a video first an ad and there's ads all over the place and seeing that like in front of your eyes when there would otherwise be maybe a cool scenery even if it's just you know, different buildings along the strip with different architecture. Mm-hmm. But some of those shots just had like uh, just sign after sign and billboards and stuff, just just letters, words everywhere uh, trying to sell you something. And it just was like uh, it felt manipulative. <laughs> just this year, I've just I'm so tired of ads and they feel how manipulative they feel and how insulting they are with the whole like you know, uh, they try to, 
I try to commit like I'm sort of playing. I got a iPad recently and I put a couple games on it and there'll be something on here and it'll be like only 1% of people can get that, you know, and it's like, are you kidding me right now? You think I'm going to, and it's insulting, you know, that they say this stuff because they think people are going to go, Oh yeah, I'll show you. And then they'll download the yeah thing. <laughs> and um, so I see a lot of that kind of stuff. And uh, so in the movie, when I saw that stuff, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I was just like, man, that was really, it's uh, yeah, it feels manipulative and, and, I didn't like those shots, but, but it, it just made for, uh, I mean, like they were trapped and like, they were like these kids when they were running through all of that and then they were seeing all this stuff It made them feel, uh, look, you know, small, even mm-hmm. though they were, but just surrounded by stuff, pushing them this way and that way. Yeah. Especially around like these tourist areas. I think most of them are in the, like the older parts of town now that, you know, before they're probably in, the outskirts but now they're like in the older part so you go to these really popular tourist touristy sections and it's like the glitz and glamour and lights mm-hmm. and, and it seems very magical and then you go half a mile down the street and it's run down and there's you know there's you know th- those kind of ads and signs and it, it feels very yeah. like you know kind of it's forgotten about like it's we don't have to worry about that because it's down the street so mm-hmm. even like in vegas like there's a strip and then right on the outskirts, it gets a little, little seedy. <laughs> so, yeah. All these kind of areas like Disney world, Disneyland, and it's glitz and glamor. And then you go half a mile and it's like, you know, other stuff. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Hmm. It was kind of uh, like you mentioned the, like the big ice cream cone or the, like the big giant things trying to get your attention because they know that you're there to go to this touristy area. So they're trying to get your attention to visit their, whatever it is. So it's trying to these big ads to try and get your attention to pull over and, and yeah, buy it's like there's something. There's, they, <clears throat> they leave no question as to, it's like, where can I get some orange juice? It's like, Oh, that freaking giant orange over there. We're going to buy <laughs> some magic, the gathering cards. Well, maybe that like 20 foot tall wizard over there. I don't even know what kind of store that was. I think it was actually a gift shop, but yeah, it would have made for a, probably a better, comic book store and you got all those uh geeks in there playing magic <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 the i think the the kids are the standouts in this one for me but Haley too uh really stuck with me and just the the area and even that creep that comes wandering in and kind of yeah that was another one yeah yeah dude was not having that bobby mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, he was not having that. And he is like the protector. He is like someone who kind of watches over everyone and they fight and they argue, but he's still there looking over everyone. And um I like when his the owner came in or his boss came in, mm-hmm. his whole attitude changed and you know, you have yeah. to move, remove the bikes because they're in the walkway and things like that. But I don't know if Defoe is aging. He looks like a va- he's must be a vampire because he looks the same for like the last ten years. Well, he's always had like his whole life he's had those like really deep like laugh lines you know around his mouth so mm. and he's looked like that same since he was young so i don't know hmm. yeah lots of good stuff uh yeah 
there's not a whole lot to say about it because yeah. there's not like a twist or nothing controversial or mm. you know just the end when when the walls are closing in on Haley um I think that's one of the most touching moments when you know that things are that Mooney is will probably be taken away from her um yeah you know that's it, it, that's when it kind of all closes in yeah she needs to get her crap together so she can because she was a she was a good mom but she was a horrible mom too yeah you know she let her kids see all kinds of stuff and the way she talked um i mean her kid was a brat but she was also kind of a sweetheart you know? yeah that's what she knew i mean she knew what she knew. yeah uh, and uh, jane is here i liked bobby interesting character yeah yes um Defoe played one of my favorite characters that happens to be named Bobby and mm. that happens to be a David Lynch film. I just thought of that. He plays uh, which a, film? A Wild at Heart. He plays mm. a character named Bobby Peru, who's a real creep, man. Like, like really unnerving. But it's so great, uh, that character. Mm. His name was Bobby, and I, I just wondered if they had if the writer or director, you know, did that on purpose or maybe even Defoe was like, I don't know. Let's give a nod to my, but, but the two characters are so, <laughs> one's kind of uh, perverted. And then uh, um, this Bobby is just a, uh, so you couldn't, couldn't be any more stand up than mm -hmm. that guy. Yeah. He's a, uh, couldn't have, couldn't have a better guy working like if I owned motel, that's the guy I would want running it. Yeah. Uh, I did like the other, the other motel they tried to get into. They tried to, tried to get Haley into, and she, uh, they didn't want her there, so they asked us to leave, and she comes back and puts on the window. Oh gosh, man! I saw I had forgotten about that part too, but I remember when I first saw it, and I saw her handing her. I was like, "Oh, you're not doing what I." Oh yeah, yeah, okay. You you did do. I mean, I thought she was grabbing a different product, but same thing. Yeah. I thought she was in a pee on the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pee, but that was even worse, yeah. <laughs> way worse. But I, I And I also like the continental breakfast. That's a good That's a good idea. Kind of like sneak in and get that's a, a great breakfast. Idea. And, yeah. Heck yeah. I, I wonder, I mean, how often could they do that? Get away with doing that. It didn't seem like they did that often. Hmm. It no, seemed like that was the first spotted. time. Yeah. Meet the rounds, maybe. I remember um, I, I when I was a kid, I watched this documentary. I think it was called Streetwise. And it was about uh, kids living on the streets. And um, um, they used to um, order uh, pizza and then not go pick it up and they would order whatever they wanted on it. And so when the pizza place would close, they just get it out of the dumpster. Oh, wow. So, <clears throat> so when I was about, I don't know, my late teens, I was homeless for a while. Uh, kind of by decision, I just left home and at 16 and, and couch hopped a lot. And it took a while to get, you know, my crap together and get a job and stuff like that. But there were various times where I didn't have a place to stay, and mm. or there was even one time I did have my own place, but for some reason, um, 
I didn't have food. So I ate out of this pizza dumpster all the time. Hmm. And I got sick of the same like pepperoni pizza. I got sick of pizza, period. It's like my favorite food, but it's it's possible to get tired of it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. When that's all you're eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for weeks. Um, but I remembered that movie and I was like, I'm gonna call and order exactly what I want on this pizza. And uh I can't remember if I ended up getting it. I probably did, but uh they they end up putting um uh, a year or two later, they ended up putting locks on the dumpster, which is messed wow. up because that thing is full of food for people. If they need, I mean, if you're eating out of a dumpster, it's because you need to, yeah, you know, not because you're like becoming a millionaire by selling <laughs> secondhand pizza or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised they wouldn't give it to the employees and just say, "Here, here's an extra pizza. You know, take it with you." Kind of a lot, a lot of places don't do that. I worked at. Um, uh, fast food before years ago and i remember um you know like people would you know order something and they're like i said no cheese and then you have to like set that and if it doesn't go within 15 minutes mm. then you have to take it off from there and then uh like as a specialty thing like if it's a if, if someone says you know special and then they we get it wrong or something like that and it's not like a normal thing then you have to wait to see you had like 10 minutes or something like that but even after that, if it was still good and someone was leaving, you it had to go in the garbage. Couldn't take it. It's, it, it's screwed up. And in, in grocery stores too, man. They'll um, grocery stores fo- throw out so much um, like day old bread and stuff. It's pathetic. Yeah, it's really I mean, sad. Yeah, but tons of people could if they would unlock their dumpsters. I don't know that it, uh, that all of them lock them, but a lot of them do. Or they will, they will. Um, my son told me he was he was working at uh, Goodwill um, last year, and w- when they would throw certain things out, they would um, uh, pour vinegar and stuff. All it, it was protocol. They would pour vinegar and stuff all over things that they decided they weren't going to take and put into Goodwill that they were just going to get rid of. And they would make sure that nobody on the planet could have it. That's weird. Why not just yeah. donate it to like a shelter or something? Well, I mean, people dumpster dive all the time for that kind of stuff. It's I, I can't imagine they're really losing, you know, business. I mean, if mm. if you are not willing to put this thing that somebody might want in your store, that means you're you're not carrying it, so they're not going to get it in your in your store anyway. So. Why not just let them have it? But I've heard of places like that too. Staples does that too. They'll they'll tear something apart, break it so that mm. it's it's perfectly fine. And then when they go to put it in the dumpster, they'll destroy it. Ugh, what a waste. Yeah. Uh, Michael, hey Michael. Uh you'll fellow Steve really enjoy your channel. I've been I've seen the Florida project around three times now. The kids are fantastic, as well as the rest of the cast. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks for coming by, Michael. Appreciate it. And I'm always up for like if somebody knows of more kind of slice of life stuff like this mm-hmm. that is this good, this well acted. Um, always looking for stuff like that. Um, what other ones come come to your mind that you've seen that are good slice of life stories, movies? Well, the the one that I was mentioning, I can't remember what it's called. A thousand junkies, maybe that's what it's called. Um, One thousand junkies or a thousand junkies. I can't remember. 
Um, that one comes to mind. Um, okay, yeah, it is 1,000 Junkies. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, I, I can't think of any more right now. Um, maybe Kids. I don't know if you... Oh, yeah. It's not that I necessarily recommend kids, but yeah, that's a tough uh, one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's that one. Uh, River's Edge is kind of like that, but it has more of a plot. River's Edge is like one of my probably top three movies of all time. Uh, actually, I got the poster right there behind me. Or, hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. From, 80, from 1986? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's one of Keanu Reeves' first movies. Oh wow! It's based on a true story about a uh, a guy who kills his girlfriend, who belongs to this group of friends, and then he tells his friends, "Hey, I killed my girlfriend. Do you want to see?" And so they all go out, and they look at her body, and nobody says anything about it. Nobody goes to the police, hmm. and then uh, finally someone does. But um, there are real, real. There's some real characters in there. Crispin Glover is in there who plays, uh, who's a little over the top, um, his character, but um, he, he's great. It's got uh, Dennis Hopper in it too, who is um, probably my second favorite performance by him. My, my first being uh, Blue Velvet, David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of what you described about the kind of bully. I don't know if you've seen Bully. Oh yeah, dude. Trying. Yeah, that's hard to watch. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, it's a hard one to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I recommend that one sometimes. Um, there is actually a twenty-four has another one that I didn't finish, and I can't remember why. It's one of those movies where I, rem I I'm watching it. I have to do other stuff, and then the next thing i know a year goes by and it's like oh that's right i was watching that movie <laughs> um i think it's called uh tangerine or something like that is it the one where the the woman goes to dinner like a family dinner is that because i know it's it like one. a no I, i'm trying to remember it's it's okay um but i think you're just following around these prostitutes who are like um like trans prostitutes i think i can't remember hmm. and they're just going uh from place to place and talking and stuff I, I remember not being as entertained as i was hoping but i think it's called tangerine something like that i'm gonna find it but it's a it's an a24 movie i can find that one too well, cool. Do you, do you uh, have a favorite that you've seen so far that you can say what your favorite is yet? I think from the A24 ones, uh, I think it might be Ghost Story. Yeah? Mm. Nice. That's that's a good one, man. That's a great one. I was surprised how, how much it... Because there, there were times during that I was like, you know, kind of... You get kind of lulled into this. Mm -hmm. But at the when it was over, it's like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was really, really impressed. I um, there was a part in the movie where they're talking about the note and what she writes on the notes, and I was doing something at the time. I think I was um, 
I can't remember, but I didn't hear exactly what she said. And I kept thinking, uh, dude, you need to rewind that. That's probably going to be really important. And I didn't really miss anything really important, but I did go back and rewind it to, to try to find that because I watched it with my wife. <clears throat> we went back, <clears throat> pardon me, listened to it. Uh, um, to in, end up having to put the subtitles on because uh, Casey Affleck mumbles horribly, uh, worse than I do. And she, uh, and then, and then kind of by accident, we played the scene where, uh, they're woke up in the middle of the night by the sound mm -hmm. and the sound was actually, um, the, the scratching of, to try to get the note out. And that got real sad, like, you know, cause we had just watched and I was like, Oh, that was sad. And then I, and then we went back and then I heard that noise. I was like, Oh man, that's dude scratching at the wall yeah so, so good yeah lots of little things um that i I keep going back kind of yeah lots of little things in that one that um i've been thinking about since i, I haven't gotten it out of my mind since mm -hmm. i watched it yeah there's a couple there's a movie i watched earlier this year that i i hated so bad when i watched it but it disturbed me so much and i couldn't get it out of my head for like two weeks and i still think about it sometimes and that's skin and oh yeah um the final guys every year we have like a top 10 and um but they have to be top 10 from 2023 hmm. um not just like new to you movies they have to have been released this year so we try to get in um and honestly man i mean it might it might make it and not because it's a good movie but because i appreciate what they were trying to do and it somehow moved me in a kind of disturbing way. And uh, hmm. so for doing that, I kind of like hats off, you know, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> I know some people really love it. It just did not work for me at all. Just, yeah. I felt cheated. Like I just wasted an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, dude, life. I was so, I was so mad the whole time. I like hate watched it. Cause after, you know, first 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, I thought we were just getting like a cool artsy intro and we're still doing this. It's tech 10 minutes in, 20 minutes in. And after like half hour, I was like, okay, I see what the frick is happening here. And I was not happy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but man, I, if I see yeah. one more ceiling or piece of molding or Lego, I'm going to scream. Yeah, towards the end, it's just like, well, there's 20 minutes left. Something's going to happen and nothing <laughs> happens. But some people really love it. I mean, good for them. But I just it wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. No, I, I don't recommend it. So, do you have a least favorite A twenty four that you've seen through this? In fabric is my least favorite. Okay, I haven't seen that one. I don't, I don't know anything about it, but yeah, I I see what they were trying to do. Um, and like you said about Skin Marink, I I appreciate when they just go for it. Like you know, mm -hmm. they just make something. But that's another one that just didn't work for me yeah. they were trying they, i could tell that they were setting up some themes and they were trying to like convey an idea but at the very end it's almost like they were very subtle and at the very end it's like okay this is what we're doing in case you didn't get it and it's like just like hit you in the head with a hammer with it and it's like okay oh, they well, spell it out for you yeah and they oh, kind no. of and it's like mm, i don't it's really weird a24 is usually much more intelligent than that yeah and there, there were just some things that i think they added in just to be like creepy and just like 
disturbing. Mm-hmm. It didn't need it. It didn't serve the story. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of felt like mm, that wasn't that wasn't too good. That was probably my least. I wouldn't have finished it had it not been for uh, for Your this challenge. I dedication, stopped. yeah, yeah, I would have stopped. Hmm. But lots of good ones though. Uh, Michael, I think I need to rewatch Ghost Story if only for the pie eating scene again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I read I, some yeah. trivia on that too. I heard that she actually was eating that pie and she actually got sick, is what I've heard. I'm not sure if that's true. I noticed that while she was eating it, there there was a point where it became obvious to me anyway that oh, I was like, oh, this chick is not enjoying this pie right now. You could just you could just tell that she had had enough. And um, I was like, man, if they didn't get this in one take, which I guess they did, mm. they have to wait another day to shoot, you know? That's a lot of food. Yeah. You can't just like, like the whole thing. You can't just be like, okay, take two, go. It's <laughs> like, I'm full. What are you talking about? <laughs> or fill it with like whipped cream or something. But yeah, it, would, it just, yeah, it was, it was a lot of pie. <laughs> and, and, and what if like, uh, Casey Affleck, who actually played the ghost, I guess he hmm. was standing there watching. What if he just started laughing? You know, it's like, dude, what the heck, man? I've been eating this pie. And now I got to do it again. Yeah. They'd have to CGI that out or something. If you saw him like kind of like chuckling or something. <laughs> and just, I'd make up CGI it. Just pause him. Just have him just like a statue in the corner of the sheet. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one, though. Lots of good ones. I, I'm su- I'm kind of surprised. Lots, pretty went from lots of good to good, like really good. So mm-hmm. it's been pretty good. Not too bad. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I um I, I might end up watching one tonight. Don't don't know what one. Hmm. But cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed Flutter Project though. Really good stuff. I was That's impressed. Awesome. Well, cool. So, uh, awesome. Well, thank you, Chad, for coming to chat with me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. 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 Thanks for ruining my uh, my an- my wedding anniversary, Steve. <laughs> I, I, I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> but for people wanting to uh, to find you or find your books, where can they find you? Uh, all my books are on Amazon, uh, or you can go to my website. Uh, I do covers there too, um, and all my links to my social media is there. My website is chadlutsky.com spelled just like it is on the screen right there and maybe uh in, in the show notes or whatever yeah i'll add it in okay yeah everything can be found there uh upcoming books which i have one coming out in 10 days and then mm. uh, another one in uh july oh you're busy yeah a couple more coming out at the beginning of next year that are done but uh through cemetery dance and uh oh. <laughs> oh, Crystal Lake Publishing. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Nice. That's nice I was shape. in trouble. Yeah. Well, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. And uh, cool. Everybody, be sure and uh, check out check out uh, Chad's website and his his book his work his work. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again, Chad, for hanging out. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. We'll see everybody very soon. <laughs> <laughs>